0: Welcome to Struggle Session. I'm Leslie III. I'm Jack Allison. And today we are joined once again by one of uh, the best guests we've had, but we haven't had her on in a very long time. Too long. Wait Too a minute, long. yeah. Too long, I would say. And that's uh, Kate Wagner. Um, you may know her as McMansion Hill. She's a writer, a blogger, a content creator. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for joining us.
1: Thank you for having me. And Kate,
0: I just just a quick update of what we talked about last time. Have McMansions gotten better?
1: No. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much. <laughs> All right.
2: Well, that's been the McMansion <laughs> check-in. Uh, I'm, I'm moving on then, I guess.
1: <laughs> McMansion's still bad. Yeah, so
0: like they're building. Um, I, I think I talked about on this episode with you, like they are just like chopping down all this forest land that's right near me in order to build like these god awful townhomes. And what I didn't realize then, uh, then when we were talking about before is that they're like duplexes It's like two townhomes against each other, st- like in one building, starting at half a million dollars. <laughs> like, who wow. the fuck is going <laughs> to pay <laughs> half a million dollars to have, like, to live in a building with somebody else? Yeah.
2: I, I want to say, Kate, that, you know, it's been a while since we had you on, but uh, I'm almost... Um Something that you that you said last time stuck with me so much. And once you see it, you can't unsee it, uh, which is that we live in SketchUp now. Uh, it's really hard for me to look around uh, uh, Los Angeles at the buildings that are being built and everything and not just see SketchUp like presets <laughs> uh, out in real life. And it truly is horrendous. It's like given the the real world, like the quality of living in like Second Life or something like that.
1: Yeah, it's it's always been a case of architecture Well, especially like market ties or like vernacular or commercial architecture will always reflect the kind of like technological conditions in which it's created. Mm -hmm. So for example, in the early 20th century, that was mass production. So you had these mass produced like cornices and columns and stuff like that. And, uh, and what like kit houses, for example, was very much like an expression of, what technology was able to achieve, and sort of the median income level of home building, and now it's like with with apartment buildings, um, it's really just the technology of the time for designing buildings. A SketchUp, it's easy, yeah. and whereas it was like, oh well, we're going to just order six cornices from the cornice factory in chicago or whatever and now it's like we're gonna order aluminum panels and it's all in- designed in like the fastest and most efficient way possible uh so it's just that technology is just scaled through throughout time so i i don't like that i like to think of it as just we live in a society but for buildings like
0: <laughs> <laughs> and part of living in society nowadays is being online being a poster <laughs> Posting things. Being yeah. in the posting. Big part of wars. society. Maybe
2: the most important part of being part of
0: society. Just today there's a posting war about whether or not Keanu Reeves is a POC.
1: Like, Wait, what? Oh yeah. I missed this because I was organizing my sewing supplies. <laughs>
0: But, yeah, there is a posting war on Twitter right now whether Keanu Reeves can be considered a POC because a white woman called him ugly and then someone said, I feel uncomfortable with white women calling POC ugly. And people were like, wait, hold up. Since when is Keanu Reeves a POC? Uh, I just wanted to say, like, this is something that would not exist without – Twitter and these awful websites like at no point in anyone's life before this did they ever think they were going to be in a war online with a stranger like an online night fight to the death about whether or not Keanu Reeves with your
1: okay so I feel like I'm being gaslit here like (laughs) piano Keanu Reeves is white right like
0: mm, well he's, that's the question he
2: That's is, the question. Don't is, go don't go ha- and
0: cancel yourself here.
2: He,
1: oh my he, god. You be
0: careful with what you say. He does have Asian her- Asian heritage. Um I can say as a POC, um I always knew he like wasn't he was like one of the if he was white he was one of the cool white guys he was one of the okay, guy, white guy. like he was like a like a paul walker who is obviously a white guy but you know he's, he's <laughs> a paul walker he's
1: <laughs> you, you know okay paul so Walker's i've down. considered myself edified i will now refer to keanu reeves as a person of color
3: Yes,
0: mm-hmm. but you need these you you gotta be getting these posting wars if you wanna live in a society and you right. gotta have weapons and tools. And what we try to do on struggle session is give you a tool to win the posting wars in your own life. Okay? <laughs> and that, friends, is why we brought on Kate Wagner. Because one of the most dangerous weapons in the Posting Wars now is an image that you've all seen. It's it's horrific. It's yeah. Horrible. It feels terrible you whenever somebody
2: this is like off of rotten.com or something like that. You hate like to that. see it it's a fucked up image.
0: Absolutely hate to see it. And people will use it with reckless abandon against you if you ever Some people critic- keep this thing saved on their phone. Oh, several copies, I'm sure. I'm disgusting sure. awful. And it's the image of um, this, you know, guy pinching the lips of another guy and saying, Shh, let people enjoy things. Let people enjoy things. El pet we've all <laughs> faced it we've all dealt with it. we've all had people jump in our menchies and tell the and shove this image in our face whenever we've criticized some mega ultra popular thing that makes 20 billion dollars everybody
2: <laughs> likes <Yeah. laughs> that's yeah. well loved by everyone and no one ever says
0: anything bad about and Kate you wrote an excellent excellent takedown of this horrific fucking meme, Thank and I you. wanted to bring you on to give our listeners the tools they have to survive this awful post if they ever <laughs> are confronted <laughs> with it in the wild.
1: Thank you. I hate that picture.
3: <laughs>
1: it's to me it res- it represents the ultimate, just like two dimensional nature of the argument of whether or not something is good, which is like, basically it doesn't even matter if it's good because people like it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like you're not allowed to criticize anything, but, but I mean, I, I started in this piece. I had, I broke it down into like four different things. Why? Like four different reasons why people post the, let people enjoy things image. The yes, first you can read one
0: Kate's uh, excellent yeah. piece on the baffler, or you can just listen to the show and we'll break it now. Yeah. You. We we can also for
2: the rest of the you use the great acronym L PET. So I, I think that for the remainder of the show, we don't have to hear the full <laughs> offensive <laughs> fucked up phrase. I don't need does to be it hearing that you, over Jack? and over again. Dude, I don't me, like to hear it. Are you I don't like to that hear
3: that it.
1: I'm it mad. does offend
2: me. Yeah, it does offend <laughs> me. So let we can let's let's do the uh the more appropriate L PET for the rest of the, the show, if uh, if you don't mind.
1: Yes. So El pet is really, like, a four-part thing, in my opinion. The first part is people who post it are basically confessing, like, I don't want to feel judged for my consumption choices.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Number two, I want to silence and bully people who disagree with me. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and doing so by making them feel like they're judgmental assholes or something. Mm-hmm. Three, I recognize that what I like is worthy of criticism, and that makes me defensive. And four, I don't want to think critically about the things I consume.
3: Right. Like,
1: I have to think in a critical way. It's going to destroy my enjoyment of them and my life will be ruined forever.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: Excellent breakdown because mm-hmm. those are the four people who are posting the shit. And as you know in the piece, It was L Pet was at an all-time high a couple of weeks ago because you had both Game of Thrones wrapping up and Avengers Endgame coming out. And both of these things are terrible pieces of media for the most part. Um that people are super obsessed with and love beyond any reasonable degree (laughs) and super identify with. And there is that, you know, the authoritarian elements like they're made by these massive Pop powerful super wealthy corporations and people like being on the winning team too as far as those go so we let's break down like all four of these bad arguments because i think th- these are things we talk about on the show a lot but kate you did an excellent job just like laying out uh perfectly so i'm glad you're on here to do our job for us and better <laughs> uh <laughs> so let's talk about that, that first type the I do not want to feel judged for my uh, consumption choices. Uh, L pet poster. Mm-hmm.
1: So I think so. I in the article I used the example of superhero movies because I don't really like superhero movies, frankly, because like they're too masculine and they're too fucking long. Um, <laughs> sure.
0: Well, okay, thank you for coming on. Uh, yeah, we'll, great we'll to have. See, that's the reaction that a L pet person has.
1: But just yeah. me. Though like, I haven't seen a super like superhero movie. Since like Spider Man Two, like <laughs> because I just they're so long. That's and a healthy like,
2: life choice, honestly. I know, it really and is. it's
1: it's like uh, oh wait, I think I saw the Batman one that was in two thousand eight. Uh, what was the the last uh, Dat-
2: uh, uh, Dark Knight? Strikes the Dark, Back the or Dark whatever. Knight
1: Rises or something. Rises, yes. Yeah, I saw that, um, but I didn't see any of the other ones. Uh, I don't know why. I, no, wait, I saw Batman Beyond. Anyways, like. Just not a big superhero movie person, so I use superhero movies as an example. Um, and for example, like when, like, say, someone makes a critique of superhero movies that they're nationalistic or mm-hmm. you know because they kind of are, or they're militaristic, yeah, because they kind of are, yeah. Um, if someone writes an article that is talking about militarism in superhero movies, the first person who posts let people enjoy things in response is like. It's basically saying, like, well, I like superhero movies, and I'm not a militaristic asshole. Like,
3: <laughs> how
1: by posting this, you're conflating me with a group of people I don't like, which are jarheaded nationalists. Right. Um, and so, but basically what happens is the person has identified themselves with what they consume. And mm-hmm. so, therefore, every attack on what they consume feels like a personal attack. This is just, like, this summarizes, like, 99.9% of fandom beefs.
3: Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Like, so
0: both Jack and I have been under, like, you know, blistering assault from these fandoms. And a lot of it comes from these people who think that, like, liking this piece of media is a part of their identity now. Which is very, like, strange. And strange for us, too. Because we do, like. You know, comic books and movies and TV shows and yeah. video games. And oh, yeah. we have a show about them. Yeah, I like all that stupid shit too. Yeah. So, too. But it's not like who I am. Right. You know, it's not. Yeah. It's just a piece. Uh, it's just like the thing I do after I get off of work and right. feel like awful and want to shoot something. I shoot it in a video game <laughs> or watch Keanu do it and John Wick. Right. Like, yeah. that's, that's what it is to me ultimately and of course there are deeper elements too and we talk about like if i'm reading a comic book about alan moore and he is writing you know about superheroes in a way that addresses real world issues you can pick up all these themes and ideas from them if you're reading science fiction it you know takes you to another world where you're dreaming about you know all these endless possibilities that's why i like you know star wars but Mm. ultimately like it's more about it's not my identity is not liking whatever is has is branded star wars now it's more about like what i get out of it as opposed to what it is becomes me Right. I think a lot of this comes from that, like, modern movies
2: and modern pop culture are now, like, sort of experiential. Like, it's not necessarily about just the movie that people go out to see. It's also the being excited for the movie (laughs) and, like, the afterward, like, you know, participating in, like, fan theorizing and discourse and everything like that. I think almost this first one kind of reflects that, like. People like a big part of this, like sort of like the the superhero movies, is very interesting. You know, uh, to look at specifically, especially the Marvel ones, because it is this kind of like Mickey Mouse clubification of it. It's like yeah. we're all in this, we're part of this cult, and like to to say that it's bad in any way kind of breaks the entire illusion that we're this like you know uh uh you know this shared illusion that we are all <laughs> participating in you know to earn these movies a bunch of money and pretend that they're really good and shit.
1: I'm like not even butthurt by like having not seen them. Like I like don't have like <laughs> imposter syndrome because I'm like, do I really want to be in a theater with like 300 sweaty dudes? I don't know. <laughs> um, in like spandex, like I don't know. I but mean, that
2: is even the thing is, you know, I actually would prefer if it was just the guy, the sweaty guys in spandex. <laughs> I spent plenty of time. The sweaty I spent plenty spandex of time
1: guys. Yeah, for, I spent to like plenty- the people who post L pet online.
2: Right. Like, yes. No. I, I think actually, what's an interesting thing about this is that I think that. I think L pet is a sort of like new thing that's happened as like nerd and like nerd culture has become more mainstream. Yeah, it's pop culture. It's pop culture. It, it be... like, it's true. No one gets
1: picked on for liking Star Wars. Like, right? Come exactly. On. Yeah. Like, and also,
2: and also, you know, kind of nerd culture as I remember it, and you know, the uh, in the grand tradition of nerd culture. It's always been arguing with each other about which parts are good, which parts are bad, yes. which like part of the canon like is my part of the canon, which is yours. It's not this like uniform love of everything that is like put out by
0: a certain brand.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: I did want to say about L Pet One posters. Yeah. They're at least One. sincere. They're yeah. not being cynical, I think, mm-hmm. for the most part. they're being you know reactionary with a small or where they feel like you're making fun of something that means a lot to them. so I right. have some sim- some sympathy for l pet one uh, people um posters because they're they're just you know they love this thing and they maybe don't think about it that much, and like right. it seems like you're shitting on it. But it does, you know, take an ugly turn when you post that picture because then you're the power dynamics shift now. Now you've, you know, you've shot the first real, you know, bullet in the posting war and you've crossed (laughs) from an innocent fan into an an enemy combatant, basically. Right.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. I I would say uh, uh, I I kind of agree with you that, you know, sometimes with LPAT1 people, um, you get the sense that they maybe haven't, like, engaged with, like, culture on any sort of deeper level than like I like this you know what I mean and sometimes I, you know these are people who maybe haven't even like been in the trenches of the posting wars for as long as other people and don't even know what they're doing when they whip out an yeah, outfit yeah, you know I, and it's I, like this is like it's like you know somebody pulling out like a, a bazooka you know at a knife <laughs> fight you're like fucking are you sure you want to do that
3: are you <laughs> sure
2: you want to be posting that picture right now <laughs> yeah
1: exactly yeah it's like it's like Dude, you sure you want to be like starting discourse like, <laughs> yeah. dude, because like the, the, you know, you post Pet, and then like the next thing someone posts is fuck you. Like, yes,
3: <laughs> always.
1: dude. And then it's like, and then it gets, na- and then it's, na- it's just like, dude,
2: it's like my, it <laughs> is like, to me, like, uh, like, like, um, uh, uh, Marty McFly being called chicken. It's like, I see it and I'm like, I'm, like, I'm gonna fucking kill you. Like, yeah, exactly. I was just saying I don't like Iron Man and now I want to kill you yeah. through the yeah, internet. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, my
3: God.
0: All right. So let's move on to the people who are not innocent whatsoever. And that's the L pets, number twos. Okay. These are the people who know exactly what they're doing. As you uh, say, Kate, it's. I want to silence people who disagree with me about this particular piece of me by making them feel like they are cheerless or judgmental. These pe- right. these, these might be my least favorite ill pet people.
1: They're the worst people. Right. Yeah.
0: yeah.
2: And this, I actually think it's the person. This is the type of person who's actually being portrayed in the image. Exactly. You know what I mean? <laughs>
1: the, the lip grabbing man. Yes. Like you just grabbed my fucking lips. <laughs> The, but like I said in my uh, in my article, like, this person is an author- authoritarian at heart. Mm-hmm. There is no hope for them because they are an asshole.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: like, okay, like, it's basically some guy coming after you being like, oh, you have dared said something that I disagree with? Well, I'm going to make you feel like a piece of shit. Right. Instead of like engaging with what you say in any meaningful way whatsoever, I'm just going to shame you instead. Yes.
2: Here's why you're bad. It's like, uh, yeah. I didn't like this movie. Well, uh, uh, here's what that means about you as yes. a person that you didn't like it.
0: Yeah, because because you're daring to say that, you know, Doctor Strange is a shitty movie that shouldn't exist. That means that you're a bad person instead of just a person with different tastes different opinions on things like it's okay to have it's okay for people to dislike things as that's the title of your piece or have different opinions about things but this you know L Pet 2 person I think on a certain they know this on a certain level. They know that these disagreements, you know, happen and are sincere, but they use this extremely disingenuous image to try to shut down conversation and basically say you're a bad person because you're disagreeing with something I like. And I'm sure that L Pet two person has no problem shitting on other people's likes or dislikes. Right. They don't care of they only care if you say something bad about their shit. They don't care about yeah. anybody else's shit.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, to an L pet two person, there's there's uh, only one like Uber opinion. There's one perfect opinion that, and then we everything should, else
1: is canceled. Like, everything
2: else is canceled. We should strive toward the one true perfect opinion, and it's theirs.
1: Oh
2: yes. my god! Uh, and uh, it's their responsibility to go out and stamp out wrong opinion because uh, we we know already what the Uber opinion is. Get oh rid of
0: god. wrong think online. That's yeah. that's their job. Uh, that's what they want to do with the world.
1: Dude, luckily, I was born canceled
0: (laughs) wow that's a superpower in
2: and of itself (laughs) it's like
1: also like i feel like i i have never done anything that's like really cancelable because it's so easy to not be a piece of shit
2: sure you you know it's yeah uh, and
1: but like but that's the thing is it's so easy to not be a piece of shit and then here comes el pet too
2: yes (laughs) (laughs) like
1: Oh, my God. L-Pet it's so- 2 is
2: so it's so common, you wish it was cancelable. That Dude, someone I could.
1: wish L-Pet was canceled.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> but here's, here's the really insidious thing about L-Pet 2, because this is a person who is aggressive like they yeah. put on the they're coming
1: for you they're yeah. coming
0: for you but at the same time they are they don't have an argument they're not exactly. true posters they're not true posters they're exactly. not really willing to get in the trenches with you and go back and forth right. in a real genuine fucking posters war they just want to shut it down from the start with a shitty right. meme like they are fake fucking posters and
3: I hate them <laughs>
0: Yeah, these are people that
2: do want to feel like they won. One It's like a. It's a. It's about winning with an L pet two. L pet one. You kind of get the sense that it's like, don't you want to like join us and be <laughs> yeah. one of us? Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the L pet two. It's about like. It's about dominance and victory uh, uh, over wrong. Think
0: in a very cheap way, in the cheapest yeah. way possible.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So
0: L pet two, you're irredeemable, as Kate said.
2: Yeah. L- if you're an L pet two stop listening right now and never listen to this podcast again dude. and also cancel your patreon <laughs> <laughs> okay. i don't want it leslie i'm sorry i know this is a
0: brave stance for me man.
3: <laughs>
0: all right and moving on to l pet three. three and this yeah. is a, very uh a lot of nuance in this one so mm-hmm. this l pet poster you know, I as you say, Kate, I recognize an a- aspect of this piece of media that is mm-hmm. worthy of criticism, and I am defensive of this. So the L Pet Three poster knows that what you're saying has some merit to mm-hmm. it, and they're being but they're being defensive about defensive about it again by using this incredibly disingenuous image, so that they don't have to act- actively engage uh, mm-hmm. with what you're saying.
1: It's like one of those things where. People like receive criticism and say like, yeah, I recognize that this can be like problematic in some way, not to use the P word, which is also triggering that like the media can be like have problems like militarism or nationalism or whatever. And, but you know, they still want to be able to enjoy it and choose to enjoy it with impunity. Yes. And their kind of way of being is like, well, isn't everything problematic? Like, right. It's, it's, it's it's like, I call being a cultural nihilist. It's like, they understand the critics (laughs) argument, but like they refuse to care and they also refuse to acknowledge that anyone else should care. Right, it's annoying so it's like,
2: to care. It's yeah. still is still at the core of this third person who the, the L Pet Three. You almost feel Bad
1: like for
3: them.
2: You're, they're they're so close. They're so close <laughs> to like being able to engage with like popular media in a way that like actually makes sense. Is so, right. Like yeah. isn't ridiculous and silly. Um, they're so close to it, but they like still choose. It is this like it, you know they're they're similar to the L Pet One, but more thoughtful. It's like I still am mad at you for making me have to sort of like witness this, and I still don't think I don't wanna have to engage with this uh and and also, what about your anime? It's bad too
1: exactly, and that's I feel like l pet three and l pet four are like kind of similar, but l pet three like the nihilism is really like the key, yeah, it's yeah. like it's like they refuse to care about anything outside of. Their own like little bubble, mm-hmm. like it just doesn't matter to them, and they don't think that it should matter to anyone else. It's not even that they're like upset about it; they're just right. like, I just don't care. Like, oh, you hate this? Like, fuck you, I don't care.
2: Yeah, like it's it's almost it doesn't like, even matter. It's you know? almost like being annoyed at someone. It's like because they're kind of aware of it too and choose not to be. It's like, oh, I'm annoyed at you for making a. Va- it's like I feel like this is a value judgment on me. <laughs> you know yeah,
1: exactly. I mean? <laughs> Yeah, and then of course, like we have L. Pet four, yeah, which is the person who sees criticism as their enemy, as the person who tries to ruin their experience. Yes, yeah, by making them think about it. Yeah, which is just like I'm sorry, like you haven't read a book since the twelfth grade, but
3: like. This is,
1: like, my most – I feel like El Pet 2 is, like, a despot, but, like, El Pet 4 is just a big fucking baby. (laughs) It's like, fuck you. I don't want (laughs) to think. How dare you ruin my experience? It's like, it's a movie. (laughs) The experience is sitting on your ass for three hours. Right.
0: So there there is a different uh, – Very important distinction between L-Pet 1 and L-Pet 4. Because I think they kind of start off in the same place. But L-Pet 1, like, you talking shit doesn't really... ruin their experience because they're not really absorbing the criticism yeah the lp4 yeah. knows your criticism is true they just want to put their hands over their ears and say la 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 uh, right. i don't hear it and they're mad at you for saying something that they know is legitimate that they mm-hmm. know is true that they know if they were more mature they would probably be saying the same thing but they just can't Get to that point where they can actually be comfortable with, you know, criticizing a media while also enjoying it, ha- holding two ideas in the, head at the same time that something can have <laughs> problems, but also be good and enjoyable that means something to you. Like mm-hmm. this is the the s- weirdest um, L pet um, poster, and it's th- also the most fragile one. I feel mm-hmm. like yeah. you you have to have a lot of balls in the air to be a bubble boy. For. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I think it's like these are I, all of the L pet people cannot get their heads around like two things. One that people are allowed to dislike things in general, mm.
3: yes.
1: and then the second, because like you said, it's wrong thing. And the second one is that you can like and dislike things at the same yeah. time, yes. Yes. like the dialectic of liking.
3: <laughs> like,
1: like there, like for example, like for example, like I liked the new Blade Runner movie. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I thought it was too long. Yes, like
3: you know,
1: it's like it's like you can like some things and dislike other things at the same. It's just like it's a possible thing that you can do.
2: Right. It's like, not all. It's not all a zero sum game. Yeah. It is possible to like a, an entire. It's it's actually possible to, you know, like a, an entire TV show and then also like strongly think a whole section is like extremely bad. In fact, that happens like pretty commonly.
1: Yeah, like the fifth season of Mad Men. It's like, oh my god, this is so depressing. Like <laughs> it is so arduous but It's like it's like Don Draper's an alcoholic, like he's like fucked off to California, like everything is just like stagnant and boring because he's like the driving energy of the show and he's too busy like getting fucked up in the West or whatever.
3: <laughs> like, And
1: you're just like, oh, my God. And then you get to season six and, like, everything happens at once and then it's over. And it's like, okay. And then when, season, when you're done with season six, you're like, oh, thank God. Like,
3: <laughs> like, it's over.
1: Like, okay, it's good. It's over. like, And the <laughs> ending, I think, is a decent ending for a TV show as long-running and dramatic as Mad Men. But it's like... You know, I think people, it's like when Game of Thrones is, was on this last season, yeah. I like have never seen an episode. Actually, I've seen an episode, but I didn't like it because it was too violent mm-hmm. because I am a baby. And <laughs> like, I would be the first person to admit that I'm a big fucking baby about violence. Like, like lots of violence makes me like upset. I don't sure. like to see like really gratuitous violence, like I don't think it's necessary. And part of the reason why I think The Sopranos is such a good show is that like even though there are moments when like the violence is like extraordinary, sure. they're they're peppered throughout. It's like the yeah. spice and not the main dish.
2: No, you're right, and 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 Sopranos is never really like. Sopranos doesn't depict violence in a way that's like excited about the violence. It's exactly. always like, it's like very, necessary, very like documentary style or something.
1: Yeah, I feel like the most not to go on like a side to, but I feel like the most violent thing in The Sopranos that I can remember was like when Tony Sopranos strangles that guy.
2: Which uh, oh sure, 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 yeah. That was
1: like that was like the most like I There's think. the
2: time when Polly like, beats up or, like, beats, like, a stripper to death. Which oh,
1: yeah, that was also brutal. really horrible. But that's
2: also, like, so brutal. Like, that's so effectively done because you don't see beatings like that so often. And that was just effectively done because, like, we like, felt for that character. Like, that wasn't even, like, shot that violently. It just was a horrendous scene to witness. Oh, yeah,
1: exactly.
0: Oh, well, but we'll but slow if- down, both of you, alright? Because what you both are doing, because everybody knows I love seeing lots of brutal violence, and what you two are doing right now, yeah. you are yucking my yum. Oh, no, oh, Leslie. No,
2: dude, Leslie's
1: <laughs> about to post L-Pet. Oh, so-
0: Jesus. We should
3: have
2: been letting let Leslie enjoy things. Oh,
1: no. No, but like, but, like, this is just a personal sensitive thing of me, because I'm a sensitive person. I'm a big- Big fucking baby, but I even forgot what my original point was, was because like, that is phrase that, is been... so
0: disgusting. Don't yuck my yum is such a is yeah.
1: Almo- yeah That's that totally wor- I think me. it's
0: almost worse than El Pet when because it's typed out and it just looks so gross. And I just want to take a moment to say how awful that post is too. Whenever somebody says it, because don't yuck. So the don't. Somebody
2: said at one point to me that don't yuck my yum came from like fetish scene or the fetish culture is that oh, true
1: my God. i don't know i've never even heard this phrase so if it now. is if oh, it is from it? Oh. the fetish
2: culture or whatever then i'm fine with that version but with pop
0: culture when people say don't yuck my yum that's fucking gross to me it's gross and it's some there's a like i don't know if it's fetish culture because but there is like a children's book called it from like 2013 so oh, no called don't yuck my yum and it's basically <laughs> telling like Kids not to be mean to each other about likes and dislike, which I, I guess is fine. Uh, you know, no, I mean,
1: dude, you gotta prepare. Actually, to kids can, Yeah, it's weird. Like, <laughs> I
0: actually don't really care if kids are like, "Barney
3: sucks" or whatever. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: like, <laughs> it's like, yeah, but but anyways, like with with the like, I think that just saying that you know, like, say, like, I don't like violence. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I don't like Game of Thrones. But right. at the same time, like, on Twitter, everybody, like, is watching Game of Thrones to really invest. Like, of course, they love Game of Thrones. Yeah. But also, they're just, like, trashing that shit, like, 24-7 yes. on Twitter. <laughs> like, all the tweets are just, like, like, like just, like, calling people, like, little fucking bitches and stuff yeah, like <laughs> You know, it's like, it's like, it's like, it's like, they're just, like, tra- they're, like, roasting it, but, like, in a good-hearted way. And I think that that's, like, that was refreshing to me because I feel like everyone knew at the beginning of the next the like the last season of Game of Thrones that like they were gonna be in for like a wild and possibly very disappointing ride. <laughs> yeah. And so they were just they like, went into it with like an attitude of just like total nihilism and were like, Well, whatever happens, like let's at least laugh about it.
2: I think that, you know Which was good. Yeah. People like, people started disliking Game of Thrones for like the wrong reasons and it's like a little silly what got everyone to finally turn on it. But I ultimately think Our mass, like, national hating of the final season of Game of Thrones might have been a very healthy thing for us to do for anti-L-Pet culture. Exactly. That's what I think.
3: I agree.
0: Yeah, so, like, the last uh, episode, the... The episode that got everyone upset, that was the first episode I enjoyed in a very long time. And both <laughs> me and my wife were screaming at the TV about – at the characters about – for being so damn stupid and and idiots. And like Jon Snow, I'm like, Jon Snow, get some fucking balls, man. Do something. God damn it. <laughs> and like that was the most fun I had watching Game of Thrones because we have lost any real – connection to the story we were no longer really identifying with it we were just enjoying it kind of as like more distant observers which is you know a healthier way to watch uh tv than to be deeply invested in the love story of you know queen so-and-so and and her nephew
1: (laughs) i think (laughs) that i think that like i mean it was really funny to me to watch like that episode where like the white dragon lady got canceled <laughs> uh, for like doing a genocide. Yeah,
3: yeah. And yeah. then,
1: and then, and then, all of like the still with her stands were like devastated by this.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, so that's what I'm referring to. And I'm like, everyone started hating on it for the wrong reason, which is like they were mad at the character.
1: I was like, wait, monarchs being brutal? Dude, <laughs> <laughs> never heard of that before. I've like right. never seen a fucking episode of the show, and I just like know this because I'm online. Yeah. yeah. But like seeing like the discourse about it was like so funny to me. I was like and I was like so like all I knew about like this character was that like she was the Hillary Clinton (laughs) of King of Thrones and then she did she did she did war crimes. Yeah. And then I was like and then everyone was upset about it, and then I was like,
2: hmm. Seems like it fits. (laughs) I was like
1: seems real it's like monarchs doing war crimes (laughs) seems pretty fucking realistic to me.
3: But
0: you know who the best people were? The be- oh, the-, the, no, they were, I mean, this legitimately. So there okay, were a good. number okay. of, uh, parents who named their children after the character yes. Khaleesi, yeah. right? And they went to interview them after she did, uh, the war crimes and all of them were like, well, she was just doing what she needed to do. I'm fine uh, that my kid uh, is named uh, this. I like those people. I like those people. like, well, whatever. Sometimes you gotta uh, burn a town down, a, a city down. <laughs> <that. You just laughs> sometimes you gotta roast a few hundred
1: thousand people. That, you just yeah. gotta like Agent Orange that shit. Like,
0: <laughs> I, I like uh, those people. I like them a lot more than the people who are like, Dan you would never do that. She would, <laughs> never. yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like
1: it's just like, well, sometimes war crimes are necessary. <laughs> Yeah. and then that is a nuclear take <laughs> um, and but that's still a better take than L pet like yes.
0: <laughs> and and so I, I do think I would be remiss if we didn't mention our good friend um Kirby Everybody, you know, who has had an L pit thrown at them has probably had a Kirby thrown at them. And it's a picture of a Kirby. It's always low res for some reason because we don't have the original source on this. And it's Mm -hmm. Kirby pouring at, pointing at a board with the words, hating popular things doesn't make you an interesting person. Mm-hmm. Which I have to say is completely false. There's nothing more interesting <laughs> you can do right now than Sorry. hating what is popular now because Take it's any, so boring. Any,
2: any popular thing, any popular thing and decide to hate it, and that's inter- it's interesting. It's at least interesting. If
0: I meet a person and they're like talking and they talk shit about something popular, I'm like, I'm immediately more interested <laughs> in them <laughs> and what they have to say than if they said, Oh yeah, I love all the Marvel movies. I, I That's end
2: game and it's good yeah like come what's on. more interesting someone saying i just saw end game and it's good or i just saw end game and it's bad
3: yes yeah, i don't I, know yeah, to tell I feel you like, Kirby. Here
1: for like a good roast so i like when someone's like i hate this i'm like Ooh, we're about to get it like,
3: <laughs> but
1: also like i feel like so one of the criticisms i got on this piece was like what about people who like just like just shit all over things just to be assholes and i was like i don't know how i have to explain to all these people that like criticism is not being an asshole yeah like good criticism is is goes beyond like if you're just saying like this sucks because i hate it and it fucking sucks or whatever and if you like it you're a big fucking idiot like
2: (laughs) well that would make you an l pet person
1: that would make you that's like the that's the same thing as being an l pet person but like in reverse yeah yeah it's like you're still a cultural despot yeah but like you're just like a contrarian Cultural well, well Kate, okay, but... sorry
0: we do we not don't like that we word. don't use that word on the show we will have to contrarian uh, we, don't, we, we do not yeah, use we'll the we'll say the c, it's a c word we refer to oh. it as a c word because uh as we did in a previous episode where you know that word is tossed around at people for like in, in a similar way that people use l pet like before they had l pet they would just call you that c word if you didn't oh. like some extremely popular oh i hate thing. that yeah
1: Okay, so it's
3: that that word's canceled. The other C word. <laughs> yes. The other uh, C word is but, also C word.
1: But but I would say you're just like okay, so let's call it you're just an edge Yeah. Like it's edgelord, I, I mean, I also don't think like how, ma-
2: how what how many of these people uh like exist? Like how like who, like if you are constantly consistently interacting with someone who's just in bad faith trying to rile you up about not liking something Stop talking to that
0: person yes. or, like, mute them on Twitter or fucking yeah, that's what exactly. I would say. It's like, unfriend like, Armin White on Facebook. <laughs>
1: I'm just like, but also, like, you ever notice how, like, L-Pet is only posted in response to, like, popular culture? Yes, right. like, of course. Like, yeah. okay, I don't go around posting L-Pet when people say, like, have shit to say about brutalism.
3: <laughs> like,
1: like, that's not me. Like, right. right. I don't know. I don't know what. That would be really funny. That would be a really funny gimmick
0: if you went around like L petting every. If you did Twitter searches to L pet people who have architectural takes you don't like.
1: Yeah. I mean, I feel like, dude, architecture sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Architecture, like, is like Twitter in that it just melts your brain. Like, my brain is just full of architecture all the time. And it's like why do I know this? Like, Why do I know what some idiot at Harvard said from like 1986? Like, why is this using my RAM? Like, (laughs) oh my God. I mean, architecture is also just like ridiculous in so many ways. And I mean, if there's, that's architecture like brutally needs to be bullied by someone because like (laughs) architects like are out of control. They're like, what if we just like built a giant handbasket in New York City? And they're just like, (laughs) Why don't you go fuck yourself? You like, could,
2: but don't do it. Don't they,
1: do they it. They did, and then I wrote a piece about it, and everyone was like... And then some asshole like added me about my piece about the vessel and was like, where were you when this was all being planned out? And I was like, I was in the sixth grade, bitch.
3: Like,
1: <laughs> I'm 25. 2008 happened when I was in the eighth grade. Like,
2: Yeah. It's, It's, uh, uh, you know, but you could (laughs) say, you know, you've, you, you went and yucked their yum. And so that's, you know, what, that's, that's how people react when they get their yum yucked.
1: But they like, but the thing is, is like, they were just like, oh, well, like you're, you have a take on this now, but where were you before? It's like, it's like, just like, that's just some hipster shit. It's like but then also like yeah you know where i was i was in middle school shut up like,
3: <laughs>
1: I, I would have been exceptionally prodigious if when i was in the 8th grade was making hot takes about architecture happening in a city <laughs> far far the fuck away from rural north carolina <laughs> But you know what I was doing in the eighth grade? Dreg- dressing up as characters from Bleach. <laughs>
2: so, <laughs> well, like, you know, maybe you should have been paying more attention to architectural design in New York. Did, City. That was
1: that was like the next year. That's I got into <laughs> architecture like big time in like the ninth grade. But then I was just into like Frank Lloyd Wright, and like I just got re- I just like got obsessed with it in a way that's unhealthy and very ADHD, and that it's been like ten years of that. <laughs> So I never got uninterested in it much to the chagrin of my brain. Um, (laughs) But I think that like the job of criticism is to sometimes point out that things are bad and absurd. Like if something is bad, it's bad. Like the vessel is bad. It's bad for so many reasons. Like, and someone needed to write all that down in a title, in a piece that is, has the F word in the title. <laughs> because it's such an uncivil thing to build, and it's such yeah. a hostile thing to build. Yeah, I'm
0: looking, right it really right right is awful. It, it's awful. It literally looks like. Like a prop from Avengers. Like, this is what yeah, like the, it does. those little bug aliens would like dude. live in. The, that's what their spaceship looks
2: like. It looks the like, castle uh,
1: is the Marvel movies of architecture.
2: <laughs> it has very uh, covenant from Halo kind of design. Dude, to oh, it. Yeah, it
1: does. It totally looks like some Halo shit. <laughs> it really uh, does.
2: I saw it when I was there. Somebody pointed it out to me, and uh, I didn't want to go to it. I didn't want to go to this, uh, this it's new so building.
1: It looks totally evil. It
2: looks stupid. Yeah, and evil.
1: But also, it's falling apart already, and it's, like, just finished. And it's, like, this is so funny. Like, there was an article that showed, like, pieces of it, like, coming off and stuff like that, and I was just, like, yes, vindicated. It's, like, not only is it, like, architecturally bad, but, like, they didn't even build that shit right. So, like, it sucks, like, objectively (laughs) now. It not only sucks sucks subjectively, but now it objectively sucks. (laughs)
3: So,
1: I'm vindicated. But anyways, back to El Pet. Yeah. I think the thing about L is it's just really highlights that it's a really weird time to be a critic.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: I mean, because like Jesus Christ, like we live in like the Trump era. It's like, just basically the news is just entertainment now. Like,
0: (laughs) yeah, Yeah. literally Uh, like uh, Jackie pointed out that like, News programs now will like be promoted, like have stormtroopers come out to promote yeah. the opening. I mean, of Good Star Morning Wars.
2: America, which of course always that shit has been like had stupid promotional stuff, but I'm like, so that's like, Good Morning America is like on the Disney Channel, uh, like the Disney TV network, yeah, and they're just God. like having stormtroopers on to promote the new thing at Disneyland. I'm like, it's all just vertically integrated. You, there's like not even space for criticism because of how much everything's been taken over by like, you know, our, our corporate media ecosystem.
1: Dude. Once Disney buys the baffler, I am so canceled,
3: <laughs>
1: but my, uh, the, the, uh, don't let people enjoy things. Article was, is a part of a new column I have at the baffler called Kate takes. And it's my takes. <laughs> i'm kate and these are my takes on culture It's exactly and
2: what it sounds like
1: it's basically i get to write whatever i want which is the best but it's as long as it's about culture like so the next kate take that i wrote was about the head-on commercial and how it's so fucking weird it's so weird that i think about it like 13 years later
2: oh sure head-on yeah, yeah yeah okay yeah that is like, a very weird commercial
1: and it was, and it's like, yeah, you know how brands are always trying to be weird now? Yeah, like, it's, it's nothing will ever be as fucking weird as that commercial. No. <laughs>
2: like, they're trying too hard to be weird know, dude, now.
1: dude, Skittles, like, has that commercial where, like, Ooh, yeah, they, yeah. Have, they have, like, the fucking plague. Like, Skittles are they're
2: like. They're like eating a disease in yeah, that commercial. And, it's just like,
1: and I'm just like, this makes me want to do the opposite of eat <laughs> Skittles. It makes me want to vomit Skittles everywhere, which I did enough in, like, the seventh grade. Like, oh, my God yeah but anyways, like, so, and I'm gonna be writing about all kinds of things. The next one I think I'm gonna write is gonna be about John Boyce and how he made me care about sports. Uh, and but my favorite thing to do is now is open these with anecdotes about my childhood, which is just basically one so- long saga of embarrassment. <laughs>
3: um,
1: like, uh, like, for example, the next piece that I'm writing, I'm opening it up with the story of how when I played softball in the fifth grade, I never hit the ball a single time. Not at practice. <laughs> not at a game. Yeah. Not even at home did wow. I hit that fucking ball. Wow. Just like never hit that
2: ball. <laughs> well, they say that's one of the hardest things to do in sports.
1: Dude, a so, you know, softball, the ball is bigger and it's also like highlighter yellow. Well, well, when you
3: think about that,
0: then not hitting the ball is one of the hardest things to Absolutely. do. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, that's that's, yeah. But anyways, like John Boyce's videos, like the pretty good videos... I was thinking about because yeah,
0: fighting in the age of loneliness they did without. Oh Felix my God.
1: Really he's so, he's so good. He's, a, I think John Boyce is a genius. And so this is the time where I get to write about things that I like, which like when you're a critic, like no one asks you what you fucking like. They're all <laughs> just like, especially me. People are like, you're so good at hating things. We just want to pay you to hate. And I'm like, you know, I have so much love in my heart. To give.
3: Like
1: I, you know, I, there's so many things I love. I love my 20 houseplants. plants.
2: <laughs> uh, i have well, 20 so are you are you gonna do a piece uh critiquing the uh the house plants you have
1: Uh no i can't i could never do that
0: <laughs>
1: dude i i feel nothing but unbridled love for my house plants yeah uh like i love my house plants probably more than i've loved anything
0: in my <laughs> life so, Kate, you mentioned sports the funny thing about El pet is that it's
1: the original comic it, it, yeah
0: the original comic was defending like sports fans tweeting from the sports balls meme which is another oh. awful meme so this is how the post wars hell? escalate like so yeah. he was trying to correct a pretty awful take where you know people would just call anytime people were posting about sports people would make these awful tweets about oh they're talking about sports ball again and it's like boring and funny yeah. and
1: he was tra- I didn't even love sports and I would never fucking say yeah. that because it, I'm a, a an adult <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. And so this cartoonist was trying to, you know, put that down and then he just created like an even worse uh weapon than sports. So this ball.
2: is this is another fucking this is another Matt Fury situation where you oh know the, the work of cartoonists keeps being co-opted from them and used for evil means, you know? Dude,
1: this I'm so is... glad I'm not a cartoonist. <laughs>
2: Wow, that's terrible. I mean, because I, I now thinking about it that well, way, he like should have, about he, sports he knew ball. he was
0: playing with fire. He knew he was. T- he knew what he was doing. He knew this was just like the people who worked on the Manhattan Project. Okay, it's exact
3: <laughs> <laughs> exact same thing. Oh
0: my
1: god! He is wow. As bad I have as El Pet Destroyer of
0: Worlds.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So yeah, I think like because I feel like when you're a critic people think you're more intelligent. If you sometimes just talk only about things that you dislike, like if you pan a book, people think like you're more uh, like reputable critic. Cause it's like cool to pan things. But at the same time, like there are things that are good and that's part of criticism too. Right. And it's like real criticism, like is nuanced. And in my opinion, it should be dialectical. And I think that L pet is the total antithesis to that because it totally ignores the idea. Like I said, that like things can be bad and good at the same time. And that's like, I, this is something that I've discovered is shockingly hard for people to understand that you can like and dislike things at the same time. Right. Like for, for example, for example, I love houses. I love houses. I love houses probably more than anything except for maybe my house plants. Okay. Maybe I love houses more than my house plants. <laughs>
3: but, uh,
1: <laughs> I mean, this is Kate Wagner we're talking about here. Uh, <laughs> like, houses are on brand. I, I take that back. I love my houseplants more. Um, I'm looking at them right now, and I feel really bad. Uh, so I think that, you know, so I look at, I go and look at, I like to look at houses. Like, all the cute little, like, post-war, like, ticky-tacky box. House, I, they're so cute. I love them. All of the, like, the bro houses and the, I love them. It's like, all of the uh like modern houses like medium sized houses suburban houses from i just love them i love every mm-hmm. house except for mcmansions but even <laughs> then i'm fascinated by mcmansions like i wouldn't still be doing mcmansion hell if i like didn't find something redeemable or interesting about the mcmansion right but also like i understand that like the suburbs are bad like they're bad for the environment mm-hmm. they're built on like basically racism and war profiteering and they basically are the reason why we have climate change because everyone needed a fucking car and all this other shit. So like it's like the suburbs are bad. Like they are like they're objectively bad.
3: Yeah.
1: Single family housing. Some people would argue though. I think this is not necessarily a nuanced argument is bad on its face. I disagree with that, but I think it's a nuanced, there's more nuance to it just being bad. But I think you know, but I can like the sweet little houses.
3: Right. <laughs> at
1: the same time, realizing that they're built on racism and lies. To
2: hear about but economic, or to hear about, you know, the uh, ecological uh, impact of the suburbs doesn't make you want to say to the scientists, shut the fuck up. I like houses. I don't want to no, hear about really. this. Not really. Not <laughs> really.
1: That's not how it makes me feel at all. I think that it's, like, important to acknowledge, like, right this sort of like contradictory nature of enjoying things. yeah. Like for example, like I love classical music and was a classically trained musician for years and years and years. And I still, and I acknowledge that like the institution of classical music is classist, racist, and sexist as shit. Mm-hmm. And I still like to go to the symphony. It's like, these things are bad, but you can also still enjoy them. Yeah, right. Like you just can be like that awareness doesn't have to ruin things. Like that awareness is like, what makes you critical. It It actually
2: adds like a richness to it and kind of a texture to the things that you do enjoy to sort of like recognize where they came from and where what they're rooted in and everything like that.
1: Exactly. And it's like, doesn't mean, and there's like the alternate where it's like, if you like things that are problematic, you're canceled, which I think is also like a sort of like despotism or it's like, no, I think that like most things are more nuanced, (laughs) not to use the N word, but (laughs) Are more nuanced than people give them credit for, and it's like it is possible to like things and severely disagree with like the foundational parts of like how they came to be. Mm, right. Like, um, Kate, uh, I, I, it's just,
3: it is uh, real
0: okay. convenient that someone with the last name Wagner is talking about how
3: it's okay. Ew,
1: that's funny. It's extremely funny <laughs> because I'm Jewish. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like I, I'm ethnically Jewish. My grandparents were converts, but. Jesus Christ. <laughs> like when I was in middle school, I got called a lesbian Jew and they were half right. <laughs>
3: um,
1: like, cause this is the South. And so like, if you had, like, they were just like, they would just like call me Junos and it, and I'm like, they're, they're right.
3: Like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> Quite a striking profile. Um, but at the same time, like, yeah, no, the Wagner thing is really funny. And also it's funny cause my grandfather was a conductor. Um, Vernon. His name was Vernon.
0: Vernon Wagner. No relation. Yeah. No relation. Wow. Dude, they're not even.
1: They <laughs> were not even German. Like our last name was like changed from Nadler because it was too Jewish.
3: <laughs>
1: like, dude, because my great grandfather was like had like some serious like internalized anti-Semitism, and like wanted to get back at his dad for being abusive, and so he was like, well, guess what? I'm converting. And also changing my name. Fuck you. And so, anyways, he committed suicide. Um, uh, yeah. Dark, dark Wagner family history here. Um, fortunately, I have no mental problems whatsoever. Ha ha ha. Just kidding. I have so many. Um, you can't be as terminally online as me. be like, completely neurotypical, in my opinion. Uh, I feel like online is a form of, like, terminal. I was telling someone the other day that, like... How much I I like enjoy my job, right? Like being a writer for a living. I think it's a great job because half of it's not working, and uh, half of it is like looking for work, and uh, which gives you lots of time to sew and hike and do other things and like commune with the world or whatever. Become depressed about climate change, that kind of thing. (laughs) And so I, but I was saying that like there, people think that being a writer is like just like an introspective, like soul fulfilling job. It's like no, there are is being online is a health hazard.
2: Very taxing. Very, very taxing.
1: Like, I think that like being online has like destroyed me in a way that like, I like, this is like the reason why I need therapy is being online. Like
3: we
2: see too much now.
1: I know. I I really think that it is an occupational hazard to be online. Like I, and it makes me wonder like, What are we doing to ourselves in the last like habitable years on Earth? (laughs) (laughs) But, anyways, L Pet, L Pet's bad. Anyway, L Pet's (laughs) bad. Let let, let people enjoy Twitter. Let people
2: enjoy the the last days on this planet. Let us enjoy uh, uh, the final habitable days uh, on Earth. So, Kate, where can people find you?
1: People can find me at my blog, McMansion Hell, at McMansion Hell on Twitter if you want to see my horrible, awful tweets um why can't i be professional on this one platform <laughs> yeah. forever uh you could find me i we could find my column kate takes at com, and look look for new columns because it comes out twice a month
3: cool
0: cool well thank you so much everyone have a good one peace have a good one
1: yeah Bye. thank you Bye.
0: what you hear want to hear more check us out at patreon.com struggle session or sesh.plus or struggle session.substack.com for all our public episodes commercial free as well as hundreds of bonus episodes thank you to all our listeners for holding us down five years strong